Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This show is created with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me interview extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping others in their own way. You may also hear me follow up with a guest I have hypnotized on an online edition of Love from the Hip, which is available on YouTube. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. In the mid-1980s, after an observation was made from an obesity study at Kaiser Permanente San Diego, the ACE, or Adverse Childhood Experience Study, was launched. During this obesity study, 200 individuals dropped out of the program even though they were successfully losing weight. When these 200 individuals were interviewed, it turned out they shared an awful commonality. They revealed that childhood abuse antedated the onset of their obesity. This was just the beginning of one of the largest investigations into the effect of child abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. This study's participants consisted of 17,000 mostly white, middle and upper middle class, college-educated San Diegans with good jobs and great health care. They belonged to the KP Health Maintenance Organization, and their average age was 57 years old. A test was developed to help measure the effects of adverse childhood experiences. Each type of trauma counts as one. For example, an individual who has been physically abused with one alcoholic parent and a mother who has been beaten has an ACE score of three. Essentially, the ACE score is like a cholesterol score for childhood toxic stress, the highest score being 10. The higher the score, the rougher the childhood, and the higher the risk of developing health and mental health problems in adulthood. There are three types of ACEs. Abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. Abuse includes physical, emotional, and mental. Neglect includes physical and emotional. And household dysfunction includes mental illness in the household, mother treated violently, parent divorce or separation, incarcerated household member, and substance abuse in the household. The ACE health risks include smoking, alcoholism, drug use, obesity, suicide, cancer, heart disease, stroke, depression, COPD, and more. The study's data had shown that a person with an ACE score of 4 or higher is 95% likely to be on antidepressants, as well as a person with a 4 or higher is likely to have initiated smoking by age 14 and is 17% more likely to continue on as an adult. Even more unsettling, a person with an ACE score of 4 is 390% more likely to have COPD than a person with a score of 0. Also, a person with a score of four or more is 22% more likely to have financial issues. ACEs also have a tremendous impact on violence in relationships. In fact, a study done at a research center in Berkeley confirmed the likely connection between ACEs and IPVs, or intimate partner violence, in adulthood. The data was derived from 1,861 couples from 50 different California cities. It was also broken down into MFPVs, or male-to-female partner violence, and FMPVs, or female-to-male partner violence. There were direct associations made between ACEs and depression, anxiety, and impulsivity. With MFPVs, or male-induced violence, males suffered from anxiety and impulsivity, and the females suffered from depression. Whereas in an FMPV, or female-driven violence, females experienced depression, and males exhibited depression as well as a frequency of intoxication. Of course, ACE scores do not account for the positive experiences in early childhood that can actually help build resilience to protect a child from the effects of trauma. An example of this can include a teacher who supported you, a grandparent who loved you, or even a friend you confided in. 
Research has proven that just one caring and safe relationship in a child's life gives them a better chance of growing up healthy. For children suffering from abuse and neglect right now, psychologists say they either act out in school or may be completely withdrawn or even distracted. Unfortunately, many children exhibiting signs are often mis misdiagnosed with ADHD. At the same time the ACE study was being conducted, a parallel research on children's brains found that toxic stress physically damages a child's developing brain. A team of neuroscientists and pediatricians concluded that when children are overloaded with stress hormones, they are constantly in fight, flight, or freeze mode. To cope and relieve, relieve their anxiety, depression, guilt, etc., they turn to either substance solutions or high-risk sports, proliferation of sex partners, and work overachievement. But again, resilience is another solution. And the appropriate integration of resilience factors born out of ACE concepts, such as building a trusting relationship, creating a positive attitude, asking for help, and listening to emotions can help improve one's life. It is true that ACEs are vastly more common today. It is also true it is not impossible to heal from ACEs or childhood traumas. There are even more therapies available today to assist one in overcoming their childhood trauma. And by healing one's childhood trauma, they can not only live a better life and one intended for them, but also they won't then go on repeating the awful cycle with their own children and their children's children. Today I have the joy of having Sandra Roles on my show. Sandra is an energetic trauma release facilitator and teacher trainer. She will discuss different ways to heal traumas, especially childhood traumas, and why it is important to do so. Plus, we will open up the phone lines later so you can ask Sandra a question pertaining to our discussion today. So stick around after this quick break. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Left From The Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love From The Hip, that's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Sandra Roles on my show. Sandra is an energetic trauma release facilitator and teacher trainer. Hey, Sandra, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And where are you joining us from? I live in Sedona. I've lived here for about six years. Oh, how beautiful. How's your weather? It's actually beautiful here. <laughs> uh, you know, we have a short winter and a short heat wave in the summer, and the rest is just perfect weather. So it's awesome. Wonderful. Well, I have to ask you, what is timeline healing? Well, the way I look at it and the way I have perceived it and worked with it is that we have the ability to actually go back into our past, our own past, to do some work with what we would call our inner child or our younger self. But at the same time, we can also call in, let's say a version of ourselves uh, in one year or 10 years or 20 years into the future for insight and guidance. 
So it's a beautiful healing modality that can go in all directions of time and space. We can also go into what we would perceive as a past life. Okay. And I'm going to touch on that later. But can I ask you then, is timeline healing, would it work for then addressing our childhood traumas or our ACEs? Yeah, it's it's perfect for that because I love it that you brought up the ACE study because it's such an insightful um, questionnaire for yourself just to do the ACE test and see, wow, I have more trauma than I imagined I had. And let me touch upon what I perceive as trauma, because trauma to me is anything that is in the moment that it is happening, where it's too intense to integrate into that now moment. Hmm. Okay. So then would you also say that we are unconsciously constantly repeating the story of our birth and early childhood until we actually address it? Yeah, because it's it goes on in the unconscious realms. It's deeply programmed and imprinted in our subconscious layers because as children, we operate at a different brainwave level. So everything we experience, everything that happens to us, everything we see happening to somebody else in our immediate environment is actually coming in where we're almost like in a hypnotic state. That's kind of a good way of um, comparing yeah. the brainwave cycle with so it's, it's deep, deep imprints. So even when we grow up, we're adults and we know where we have limiting beliefs or things that we're bumping against that are blocking us, it's on the conscious level, we can only take it so far. We do need to go deeper into the subconscious layers and hypnosis would be a good way to do it or deep relaxation mm-hmm. to get the person or ourselves into a very deep state of relaxation so that we can go in with clear intention to then look at those beliefs. And, and often uh, we're indeed recycling, replaying our birth story until mm. we catch it on a conscious level. And then with clear intention, we can start making some big shifts. So then there's a lot also that's imprinted on us, you would agree, while we're in the womb as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I've after all my years of working with people and doing soul rebirthing work, so much happens when you are in the womb. And I love Dr. Emoto's work where he did the whole study about water and how water is encoded with either positive or negative, the way we perceive negative and positive energy. Mm-hmm. And just imagine that little baby in the amniotic fluid in the womb just surrounded by water being bombarded by all of these thoughts and emotions and energies that are going on not only from the mother but from the immediate family or friends or whatever the collective is going through in that moment Mm -hmm. okay well I want to ask you how we then do timeline healing but before I ask you how did you learn how did you come to learn how to facilitate this (laughs) well over the last 20 years I've been doing all kinds of trainings and workshops and and at a certain point I was like what is what is all of how is this all related I I couldn't see it but I had this inner drive to do all kinds of different modalities and at a certain point six years ago when I um, moved to Sedona apparently Sedona had a specific medicine for me and opened something up inside of me where I was ready to receive and I, I got like an energetic download of, okay, this is what you need to be doing. Because I felt a deep, deep sadness mm. 
for all the babies that are being born and all the parents that are unconsciously just following what the collective has been saying for eons, how baby should be born, how pregnancy should be perceived. And it just hit me that, wow, what are we doing to these children from a young age on, but not with, with bad intentions? Mm-hmm. How can we help these babies? And then I got the idea, okay, Sandra, you need to be working on the back end. You can work with adults and you can start working, releasing trauma so that at least the, the trauma is not being passed on from generation to generation. We have to stop it at a certain point. And I feel working with adults in this way is actually preparing the world for the new children that are coming in where we are definitely shifting a very old pattern. Mm-hmm. And did you start with doing this on yourself? Well, it, most of the work that I'm sharing with other people has come from a deep self-healing because when I, my A score was very high. Okay. So, so you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, I always stayed away from substances on an intuitive level. I never drank alcohol. I didn't do drugs. Um, no antidepressants but it was a tough journey mm-hmm. to not to not use that in a, in a sense but I, I managed to do it and now I see like okay on a certain level I needed to have all of these different experiences so that I could be of service to other people and help them but it's been my own journey working through it and I'm saying it's it's not always easy right but you can but you can do it you can definitely it's never too late. It's never too late. Never. So even if someone had experienced a great childhood, let's say, would you still say they have to heal the trauma of their actual birth? So it depends on the individual. So it's important to know your own birth story, what happened uh, while your mom was pregnant, because you could have an amazing childhood. And I'm going to use an example of yeah, one of my clients. One of my clients. And, and, she said, I had the most amazing mother and father, but the dad had suffered a lot of trauma. So the dad consciously did not do what his parents did, but he was still carrying that trauma within him. Mm-hmm. And that was passed on to her. So she was dealing with all of this anxiety and fear, and she didn't know where it was coming from because she couldn't lay her finger on it. Right. And after talking more to the father and and getting the insights of what was going on in his life, everything started making sense. So it can sometimes just like skip a generation where you, where one of the parents consciously did not want to put that onto their children, but it's still in the ancestral lineage. It's still in in the family lineage. Right. So how was it affecting her health and mental well-being? Oh, it, it was, severe cases of anxiety and uh, where she was constantly struggling with self-confidence and 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 it was just no apparent reason for it now another uh, point that I want to make as well is that sometimes it's not an apparent trauma that happens to us it could just be that different attachment styles and where we did not for who we are as an individual where we did not get what we really needed in that moment to feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. 
Hmm. So it could be very, very subtle. And I'm, have you ever heard of the still face experiment? No, I have not. Okay. It's something uh, interesting to Google on YouTube. Okay. Because it's where they did a test, how a baby of about one year old, how it reacts to the mom not responding to the child's attention seeking or just the interaction, a natural, healthy interaction between mother and child. I and, see. Yeah, the attachment. Within, but within 30 seconds, the child becomes completely, uh, it's out of balance. There's distress. So it's, it's quite emotional to watch the study. But um, it just goes to show that it's sometimes something very subtle that we're not aware of on a conscious level that has happened to us. And where our parents may not have done that with bad intentions. Mm, okay. But just life, you know, everybody's busy. They're doing their own thing. Right. So you had mentioned with your client, um, as far as, I guess, would you consider that ancestral healing that she had to do with her father's family, right? It's, it, it could be different layers. Okay. I always like to go back to the root cause of it. So how do we distinguish, though, what is, what is ours and what is theirs? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> well, usually something that makes us anxious, that, that's not something that we, as our authentic core selves, that's not how we would feel. Okay. So it's like, okay, what is going on? And then if you don't consciously remember a certain event or a trauma, because some of us have dealt with trauma on a very conscious level, if we don't remember it, then we have to go dig a little bit deeper and asking questions to your parents, you know, with, with, without judging them, because right. that's, that's sometimes a tough uh, task. And then when we heal that in ourselves, just like your client did, or is she also taking on some of that and healing that for her father as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because it goes, it, it goes in all directions. She has children. Her parents benefit from it. Her children benefit from it. Okay. Absolutely. Because it's it's now more, it's addressed on a more core level where her dad did really the best he could in that moment, but he never addressed his core woundings okay. that came from, from his parents. Okay. So that is kind of opening it up for her dad now as well, where the dad is like, okay, now I can start looking a little bit deeper and healing that. On, on the in those deeper layers as well right and does he have to be aware that she did that well the, in her case the dad's really open oh, so okay that is that is like um, <laughs> but for other people whose parents may not be open to that yeah so I feel we need to honor everybody's free will mm -hmm. and if <laughs> we never know what the soul journey of people in our lives are what right. they've chosen. So we can't control so that. It's yeah. like, you know, we can only work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. If the people are in her case, because she has a good connection with her father and the father's open to it, there's no infringement going on okay. because he wants it as badly as she wants it. But if you're in a situation where your parents are not open to it or they're unconscious about it, it's fine too. You can you can take it as far as you, you can without necessarily having them involved in that process okay great thanks yes. for clarifying that well with that we're gonna have to take a break but remember this is a live show so if you have a question for sandra about anything we've talked about so far with timeline healing or ancestral healing 
Feel free to call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. The veil is a line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to email me at sakura at lovefromthehip.com with your comments, your questions. Let me know you're listening. Today on Love from the Hip, we have Sandra Roles on my show. Sandra is an energetic trauma release facilitator and teacher trainer. And if you would like to ask her a question about timeline or ancestral healing, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Sandra, I want to ask you because in the monologue I was talking about the nervous system being affected as children from trauma. So how does this carry over into us being adults? Yes, thank you, Sakura. Um, So... When we are children and we are faced with the toxic stress that you talked about, which in my opinion then turns into chronic trauma, as a child, we do not always have the opportunity to fight or flight because the fight flight response is actually something very primordial where in nature, if you are faced with a predator, you either uh, fight or you run away or you play dead. Mm -hmm. And 
in most cases, children do not have the ability to fight back or to run away. And, and what if that predator is somebody that's living in your house? And every day that predator comes home, that attacker. That builds up chronic trauma. And that in, in it, an effect of that is that our nervous system gets overloaded because we're not able to shake it off. We're not able to process it. And that's why when we're adults, sometimes on a conscious level, we really desire closeness and connection with other people in all types of relationships. But then when somebody comes really close, it's like we, we, we cringe. We, uh, it's like, ah, no, I, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. Or it could be an oversensitivity to certain sounds or certain elements in your environment where people at a certain point are like, I, I, I can't be in a crowd. I can't be among other people. I can't go to a concert because it's too impactful. That's where a lot of people that are empaths or high, diagnosed as highly sensitive people is probably just the overload of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. So then by addressing this through timeline healing, how does that change? It, it's You also talked about resilience, and I really feel like if we start working with a self-soothing and self-regulating of our own nervous system, we build that inner resilience. So it, it's always going to come from the inside out. And with timeline healing, what can we do? We can actually go to a certain event in our life that was challenging. And we, in our present form, can start working with that child or at any type of age when when it happened and be that support and be that person that is connected and that is listening and that is just present. Mm -hmm. And actually miracles happen it's because our we can actually trick our body our body if we go into these states of altered consciousness where we are going to deep relaxation but we're going in with a very clear intent to do so we're tricking our body believing that it's happening in the now moment because even if on a conscious level we do not remember everything our body remembers right so it's it's deeply embedded into our cell memory in our tissue so I, I like to say the issue is in the tissue mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> so it's like okay so a lot of people might have um certain uh, pains or discomfort in organs or different parts of the body and a lot of the times we can trace it back to okay which specific organ or part of the body what does that relate to like the kidneys the bladder are related to fear. The stomach is worry. Mm -hmm. The liver is uh, anger. The gallbladder is frustration. So if we start looking at how our body is communicating with us, it's it's such an intelligent being, our body. It really is. (laughs) And and then, but then it's like, let's reverse engineer this. Let's go back. Where is this? What caused this? So that's where the timeline healing comes in, where we go back to the very first moment that we had a certain fear or a certain trauma or uh, something happening to us that we probably see cycling back into our lives right. over and over again, different players, different uh, setting, but the same script, basically. Mm-hmm. So then how does past lives tie into that? 
so my perspective on past lives is that if you have like a like a knowing that something happened in a past life or you have flashes or you had a regression done and you remember it what's important to me is why are you getting that information right now how is that relevant to your life right now because mm. this is your life where you're focusing on so it's not about getting lost in a story of a past life oh i was this or that right and this happened it's more like what was the energy what was the lesson mm -hmm. was there something that i didn't work through or didn't have the courage to do or not i didn't get the opportunity to fully complete that so that could be coming back cycling back into this life to be healed to be transformed so that's how i look at past life memories or past life knowing Right. So how do we distinguish then, though, what is from the present, the past or the future when we are dealing or addressing issues? Well, in my opinion, it's not that important. If it it's coming matter. up, it okay. needs to be healed. If you know <laughs> it, it's good. If you don't, it's fine, too, because it's being gentle with ourselves. We don't, you know, um, sometimes we're a little bit too hard on ourselves. We want to know everything specifically right. and in the detail. But it's what, what is the end result? Do I feel more calm? Do I feel like I've let go of a burden? That's just my my opinion. No, and I'm glad that you you mentioned that because I obviously we don't know a whole lot about our ancestors. Well, not everyone does, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in doing that healing, you're not going to have all the details, but you can still do the healing, is what you're yes. saying. Okay. Yes, yes, and it's and it's fascinating what comes up when you do an ancestral healing that. Uh, even if you didn't know anything, you're still going to get the highlights and you're going to know exactly what you need to know in that moment. Right, right. So why would we want to tap into the future version of ourselves? Oh, well, that's so beautiful to do because just imagine all the work that you're doing in the now moment, all the inner work, all, all the, the modalities that you're using to, to heal yourself. Now, when you tap into a version of yourself, and I like to go, let's say, 10 years into the future, mm -hmm. and you imagine that version of you that has done her work, his work, diligently, with great determination. When we can tap into that version in the future, and we feel those elevated levels of self-love and self-worth and self-respect and just this calmness, it's like we're getting a transmission from our future self in that moment when we connect to it. Mm -hmm. And it's also a version of ourselves that has a little bit more of an oversight. So we can get just as if we are going back into what we perceive as the past and we can soothe the inner child, the younger version of ourselves. We can get the same healing and soothing from our future selves. Right. So it's like this beautiful connection between I'm supporting my inner child, I'm connected to my future self. And once we are starting to work with the child and we and the child starts trusting and opens up, we can source from that playfulness and that childlike wonder mm -hmm. that we probably lost along the way. And at the same time, we're sourcing from something that is a very wise being that has lived 10 years longer. Right. So we're merging that that wisdom and that playfulness into the now moment. 
Yeah, exactly. So in hypnotherapy, I do a lot of uh, the future version of yourself, actually. Okay, okay. A lot of timeline healing. So I can agree with everything that you're saying. Um, but one of the things we do, too, and, and you kind of said it, but we, we're anchoring, right? We're anchoring mm-hmm. that new thought process, that new yeah. programming, that relief of the trauma, that the fact that you got through it and you're on the other side and, and how much greater of a person you are now. Um, that is something that we do as far as just anchoring mm-hmm. that in. So wonderful. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break, but everyone stick around for the weekly skinny. And if you would like to ask Sandra a question again about timeline or ancestral healing, feel free to call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. On this weekly skinny, do you know the benefits of acupuncture and its anti-aging effects on your skin? It may be time to ditch the Botox. Over the last few years, acupuncture has stepped into the cosmetic arena with the acupuncture facelift or facial rejuvenation. And unlike cosmetic injectables, facial acupuncture addresses not only signs of aging, but also the skin's overall health. It works much like microneedling with less pricks and less pain. The acupuncturist inserts 40 to 70 tiny needles in specific points on the face. And just like microneedling these microtraumas, as they are called, Stimulate collagen and elastin, minimizing wrinkles and fine lines while also stimulating your lymphatic and circulatory system. Although one treatment is said to leave the skin brighter, glowing, and refreshed, the results build upon themselves like microneedling and take more time than fillers. Also, unlike Botox, facial acupuncture does not paralyze the muscles. The results achieved through acupuncture are not meant to be short-term quick fixes, but rather long-term changes in the health of the skin. And if you can't give up the Botox, the good news is that the two aren't mutually exclusive. In fact, many people are reporting they get as half as much Botox or get it less frequently after incorporating acupuncture facelift. It is just recommended to wait two weeks after getting Botox to get acupuncture. As far as how many treatments and how often, some acupuncturists recommend 10 treatments once or twice a week for optimum results. Although a majority of people have said they saw major improvements after just five sessions. Also, many acupuncturists, because their scope of practice believes everything is all connected, will also treat your body while treating your face too, so that you can address your internal issues while addressing external ones as well. So there is the added benefit of that too, if you don't mind all the needles. The price of an acupuncture facelift can vary wildly from $25 to $1,500, If you are interested in experiencing the acupuncture facelift, then I recommend booking a session at Health Within in Redmond. Call Kathy at 425-898-1191. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. 
Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And if you are just joining us today, I have the pleasure of having Sandra Roles on my show. Sandra is an energetic trauma release facilitator and teacher trainer. And if you have a question for Sandra about ancestral timeline healing, feel free to call in 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. So Sandra, I have to ask you, do you believe the strongest person is handed down the biggest ancestral issues to overcome? <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. But I, I kind of like calling it a, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I would say that you in that moment are honoring your divine appointment, some agreement you made on a soul level to come in and to give your whole ancestral lineage an opportunity to bring that healing. And it's like you're orchestrating it. And at the same time, it's also a lesson for you to let go of the responsibility to heal your family because a lot of the people that come in with that intention come in and they feel responsible for their mother their father their whole family mm. so is that something that resonates with you when yeah. you yeah. <laughs> i had to do a lot of ancestral healing for yeah. sure for sure yeah. so how would you say one would get started with either healing and which healing would you recommend first ancestral or our own I feel that it's the best way to start is to start with the birth story and the time before conception and then you can kind of go into um, if if there's past life energy involved um, the ancestral part is coming in because it's all linked together it's all linked together but I love to start with the origin of you where you got sparked into existence Okay. And would you say then, I mean, I know you're working with a facilitator like you. Is there anything that people can do to start before they meet with a facilitator? I think it's good to do some investigate, some investigating on, okay, what is my birth story? That's something that anybody can do on their own. Mm -hmm. Start asking some questions, feeling into, okay, how am I in some way, shape, or form, how is that still cycling back into my life, into my relationships? Because the first relationship that you have is with your mother. Right. First uh, relationship you have with a man is with your father. Even if it is the relationship of, oh, he abandoned me or she abandoned me. See? Right. So it doesn't always need to be uh, a, a parent that was present throughout your childhood but it's still setting the tone. And I feel that that is something that lays the foundation of how we look at relationships. And then in combination with any type of overload on our nervous system, that's going to be a magnetic field that is going to attract into our lives 
either what we need to learn or something that we are uh, judging or rejecting. That's what we're pulling towards us. Mm -hmm. So we're needing to change that vibration. You don't need to, but I think you would be a happier person if you start doing that work from <laughs> right. within. Again, it's free will. Nobody, right. you don't, you don't need to do anything. But how are you feeling? Is this is this working for you to continue to do whatever you've been doing so far? And maybe it's time to look at it from a different perspective. And, and then, and we can only do it from the inside out. Right. And so, as far as ancestral healing goes, too, as far as how we get started, would you also recommend investigating and answer, asking questions? If, if you have some access to some relatives that are still alive, older, older relatives that kind of know what was going on, or maybe there's stories in the family, it's always interesting, but you don't necessarily need to know it. Okay. It's, it's not a necessity. Be the type of work that I do, because it's an energetic uh, type of healing. And I, I like to work with two major categories uh, when I work with the ancestral energies and that is the the healed ancestors and then the ancestors that are still recovering or that didn't learn the lesson during their lifetime or that are still recovering from that okay so it's not always oh ancestral wisdom we have to have discernment because some of our ancestors have you know they had a lot of karma and mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on and it's not necessarily that influence that you want to have in your life you want to work with the ones that are the medicine men, the medicine women, the ones that are healers and shamans and that had unconditional love in their life. And those are the healed ancestors. That Yeah. And it's just, you know, two major categories. I'm overgeneralizing, but it's kind of in the beginning to mm -hmm. kind of make that distinction uh, so that when you call in your ancestors, you know which ones you're calling in. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you work with your clients with sexual dearmorie as well, right? Yes. Can you, because, uh, yeah, can yeah. you explain that? Yeah. So the de-armoring is actually during our lifetime, because of the toxic stress and the chronic trauma, we start uh, building walls around ourselves for protection, shields, shields of armor. So how do we de-armor that? For one, if we go straight into sexual de-armoring and we don't go to the deeper layers, it's not going to stick. So I always suggest that people do the soul rebirthing on the ancestral healing first before we go into the sexual, the armoring, because you need to have a sense of self, a sense of self-worth and self-love to have healthy boundaries, which is going to set the standards for other people to come into our lives. And then a lot of people bump up against like, uh, um, there's certain areas in my sexuality that are either closed off or I'm too open and finding that balance again, then we go into the reproductive system and we see what have we been holding on to in the reproductive system. And for women, a lot of the energy is held on in the ovaries and in the womb space, in the cervix. But for men, all the different uh, body parts of the reproductive system can hold that same contraction, numbness, oversensitivity or parts that are desensitized. Mm. So it's bringing balance back into that. But it's you can see that it's a holistic puzzle. Right. And all the pieces need to fit because if we only go into, oh, let's do our sexual healing, but we haven't healed our relationship with our mother and our father, or we haven't 
discovered like, oh, wow, my inner child needs some serious loving attention, which I'm as an adult are going to shower this inner child with. We're just scraping the surface and, and, and it's like pulling out a weed in the garden. If you just cut it off, it's going to continue to grow. We need to go to the root of it. Root cause, yeah. So would you say then that also what you were saying that leads to sexual dysfunction or reproductive issues as well, all that trapped energy? Yeah, it's also what, where women suffer from PMS and infertility. Yeah. It's not, it's not always a pure physical uh, condition, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it could be, but not always. Okay. So it's if uh, there are women out there that are uh, suffering with uh, PCOS or any type of um, fibroids. Yes, yeah. yeah. You you got nothing to lose by trying to do your energetic work and see if there's something that you need to release. So to... start with your birth story first. Yeah. Because okay. that's where the, the foundation layer is going to be found. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having Sandra Roles on my show. Sandra is an energetic trauma release facilitator and teacher trainer. So, Sandra, if someone is doing the work, how does this reflect on their own child? Well, for one, you're very conscious of not passing on that transgenerational trauma mm-hmm. or unconscious patterns because at a certain age, sometimes we, we're like, oh, my God, I opened my mouth and I sound like my mother. 
without even wanting it. And it's like becoming super conscious of if we if we are aware of what happened to us, the little things or the big things that shaped and formed our personality and the way we look at life, then we start seeing how important it is to talk a certain way, to behave a certain way around children. And j just that consciousness alone it can change the world. Mm -hmm. And diminish a lot of the aces in the world. Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. So that, that ACE study is like, I mean, I think before you become a, a mother or a father, yeah. you should be doing that ACE study. I didn't do it. And I have two boys. I have a 23-year-old and a 21-year-old. And I'm when I did that ACE study, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I need to de de do some yeah. serious self-forgiveness. And, and that's been one of my practices is this self-forgiveness. That's great. Yeah. So any upcoming retreats that you would like to mention to my listeners? So I do about between three and five retreats every year. And uh, the next one that is coming up is a dolphin swim retreat in Bimini, where we are going to, it's a ladies only group. And we're going to connect with nature and dolphins and do ancestral healing and do some of the rebirthing work. Uh, there's yoga. So that's, really fun retreat because it's been on my bucket list for five years to swim with the dolphins in <laughs> Bimini. I've, I've yeah. done it in I've done it in Hawaii, but not in Bimini, which is a different type of dolphin. So very excited about that. And then my uh, Shakti retreat, which I do at least twice a year in Sedona, which is a five day formula that's proven to be life changing for the people that attend it. And we build it up during the five day. I start early in the morning. We start at seven in the morning and we go <laughs> on till 10 in the evening because I only have them for five days. And we start with the foundations and we build it up all the way up to the sexual, the armoring and all the things I've talked about and the questions you've asked me are in that retreat, in the Shakti retreat in Sedona. Okay. So you, you don't do one-on-one -on -one sessions, correct? I've stepped away from one-on-one -on -one sessions uh for multiple reasons but one of the reasons is because i see the tremendous growth and opening that happens during a five-day setting during shakti retreat where i'm like okay if people are serious about doing the work then i'm right here right come and i'll hold space and the group container creates magical magical moments it's really fascinating that's great well, can mm -hmm. you mention your YouTube channel? Yeah, so it's just uh, Sandra Rolus, and I have over 50 free guided sessions. So there's a lot of sessions to choose from, and I always recommend people just go on the YouTube channel, find something that resonates with you, and see if my energy resonates with you, because people choose people. There's right. multiple, there's so many healers and so many people that are facilitating healing work but it's who do you feel comfortable with? Who do you want to work with? And there's somebody for everybody. Yeah. And how did you get that started or why? <laughs> uh, well, I have a lot of clients from all over the world that don't always have the opportunity to travel. Right. Either it's money or they can't leave their family. Multiple reasons. And I still wanted to offer it. So it's full length sessions. 
that are out there on the YouTube channel. So it's like you would have a private session with me in that's, a way. That's awesome. Yeah. And where do you hope to grow from here, Sandra? My main goal now is to do more live retreats because it's just something I'm so passionate about. So what I'm hoping to do is to get my own retreat house here in Sedona and have a retreat maybe every month or every two months, different themes so that people can have more choice when they want to come. Because now it's like twice a year and it has to fit into your schedule. So that's kind of my, my vision of having smaller groups, but more frequently. Because Wonderful. that's really what I'm passionate about. Because I see that the power in a group coming together is just amazing. Awesome. And what would you say to my listeners overall they achieve by working on the back end of their life? It's, it's more powerful because it's self-empowering. We're not giving our power away anymore. We're not, it's like we're taking full responsibility. We're not pointing fingers at anybody. It's time to move on. It's time to forgive ourselves, to forgive others, and to um, just take control, take the power back. So I also think that is happening on a collective level where the people that are the healers and the space holders are stepping out of that guru era of, oh, come to me and I will heal you. It's now, no, come to me and I will teach you how to heal yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and that is something that we all need to like fully step into. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so how can my listeners follow you or learn more about you? I have a website, sandrarolas.com, and of course, the YouTube channel. So the YouTube channel is also, there's a link, my website, there's a link to my YouTube channel. So that's kind of the two main areas where you can find me or follow me on Instagram or on Facebook. Great. Well, thanks again for being here today, Sandra. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And thank you to Eric, my stupendous producer over there. <laughs> and you, the listener, you can find me at sakurasutter.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for a brand new show that I co-host with Rory Wright called Go Beyond the Veil, where we try to put your skepticism of the unknown to rest and make spiritual sense. And really love the show? Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuratlovefromthehip.com. And don't forget to make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. <laughs>